Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study here on this wonderful, wet and rainy uh, Monday morning here, October the 7th, 2019. We're in chapter 8 of the book of Romans, and uh, we will dig right in here in just a moment. Just a reminder that this is the month that we are holding our determined camp meeting here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. The 24th through the 27th, it will begin on a Thursday night with Pastor Ross Kibido uh, leading it off. And Pastor Scotty Williams from uh, Dublin, Georgia will be closing us out on uh, Sunday morning. But between those two times, the, the, the opening and the closing, there will be 13 ministers, counting those two, all here ministering the gospel in that weekend, powerful packed weekend, people coming from every direction. This is one more powerful count meeting that we are having, and we're. And this is going to be our sixth year in a row to have it, and uh, it's just something the Lord is doing. He is uh, revealing to us that uh, uh, you have to step into the place where you're determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, and there are ministers who are realizing that and that and that allowing God to use them, and uh, and we just praise God for that. These are, uh, services are all going to be live streamed, uh, and so I encourage you if you can be here, be here, meet some of these folks, and uh, that Friday and Saturday the luncheon will be free. Uh, if you're here for the services, you can eat free that Friday and Saturday at lunch and fellowship with everyone. So uh, you don't want to miss that. It's going to be a great time in the Lord. This year's theme is all in. All in. That means we've opted out of all the other things that have kept us from just being all in about the message of the cross. Just sticking with the gospel. Let the dead bury the dead. We're going on about the business of our Father without any of the psychological excuses why we're not preaching the message of the cross because we have determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. Praise God. Don't forget also that everything we do, excuse me, here at Crossway Church is uploaded to the YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. So avail yourself to that. Uh, Thank you to all of you who pray for us and so financially into this ministry that we can see the borders extended and inmates receiving Bibles, six expositor study Bibles a week we mail to inmates across the land. We have letters at this time who are piled up this far behind, even though we do six a week. We are this far behind, and uh, we will catch up with your help. And that takes $37 a Bible to get a Bible into the hands of these inmates. So I encourage you to pray about it. We've planted a new gospel preaching. Let me say it. Oh, I like it. The message across preaching church in Wichita Falls, Texas. It's not a boast in what we've done. It is a boast in the cross. It is a boast in what the Lord is doing these days, that he is raising up ministers who don't have to have all the things that uh, religion says you have to have. All you got to have is the Holy Spirit and the message of the cross and desire to see the lost saved 
and the saved learning to live lost, and God will use you as much as he will use anybody with any degree, anything, because God doesn't function through those things. He functions through your faith in the cross of Jesus Christ, period. And it's when we add to that, it's when we begin to load our boats with psychology and we begin to sink it. And all of that thought is how the church got in the mess it's in today and has allowed all the creepers to creep in among us as we have today. But thanks be to God, we're going on further into the increase of God's kingdom for the church. And though everybody won't go, I'm going. And I pray that there just be more that come and go with us get planted in the house of the Lord, learn the word of God in its righteous context because that is the only context it has been written in. Proverbs 8 and 8 says, All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. And Romans 1, 16 and 17 tells us that the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. Hallelujah. And the gospel is Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. The new covenant is in his blood, he said in Luke chapter 22. That's powerful to me, and I know it is for those of you who have ears to hear and want to grow and want to learn and follow Christ and not just some preacher or some church or some uh, denominational realm. You want to follow Christ. And God is drawing out of people unto himself today, out of, out of not just the world by saving them, but out of all the religious mess. He is calling the people unto himself today to carry the message of power, the preaching of the cross. Praise God, I'm excited about that. And today in Romans chapter 8, uh, we see here, and we will begin here. Let's see where we will begin here. Let's begin in verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. See, the Spirit of God is life to us because the work of righteousness Christ performed for us and our spirit now is alive because of the work of righteousness Christ performed for us at the cross, and you need to think about that. It's not all the works he did before the cross that were perfect and righteous and without sin, although that was required of him. But that did not save anybody. Only the pouring out of his blood, the laying down of his life, listen, which was an obedient act unto his father, John 10, 18. Unto death... Jesus had to be obedient unto death, and even in his death, through his death, that had to be an obedient act. And that's exactly what he did for you and me. Thanks be to God. I'm so glad that we know that today, that that is the righteous work God honored. That's what allowed the Spirit, who is life, to become life to us and to quicken our Man, make us a new creation in Christ, and that now our spirit lives. Glory to God. See, that's good news. And verse 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. 
His Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, the Comforter, hear me now, the Spirit of grace dwells in us because we've believed upon Christ, not because we did a work, not because we were water baptized. The Spirit of God will never move in and dwell in anyone based on a work we do. Come on now. It's always the right, the righteous work of Christ at Calvary and our faith in that that allows the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. And if he dwells in us, be, and it is the same spirit here that raised Jesus from the dead, that the same Holy Spirit that led Jesus to the cross and Jesus, by grace through faith, laid his life down, tasted death for you and me. That's right, Hebrews 2 and 9, Galatians 2 and 20, write them down, go check it out. Jesus had to live by grace through faith. If he didn't, you and I can't live by grace through faith because it's only in him that we live and move and have our being because every everything we need to do, everything we need to be, is only in Christ. It's only in Him. It's not in what I do. It's in Him and in, in what He did. Amen. I hope you get that. When you talk about what you do, those are all works that are in Christ, and you're not in Christ except by faith. Once you're in Christ, then the works can take place by the Holy Spirit because you're in Him. But before you're in Him, you need to always remember this, you can't work your way in Him. That would be your righteousness pushing Christ's righteousness away. Look what I did. Look what we did. And that's what a lot of denominational realms such as these that say, if you're not water baptized, if you don't do that work, you're not going to heaven. Listen, that's all about what they've done. See how deceptive it is. Yes, water baptism is important, but that or not that, being baptized in water or not, can't send you or keep you out of heaven. Why? Because that's something you do. And if your faith is in something you do, that means your faith is not in Jesus and what he did. And let me say something about that that I can never say enough. When I, in my heart, and that's where it's at most of the time, because right in my head and in my lips, I'm thinking, oh, I, I do believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. But we also have to, and when I say that, I eliminate myself from grace that only flows through my faith in what he did, not and what I do. That is a cutoff right there. That means I fall from grace. Hallelujah. Yes, I should go on and be water baptized, but here's the good news. I'm already saved. Hallelujah. I'm already justified. Hallelujah. And if, I don't, if I'm teaching otherwise, if I'm believing otherwise, then the worst I can say is I really never trusted in the cross and I'm trusting in what I do in water baptism, or the best I could say for that situation is I did trust in Christ and what he did at Calvary. I, I did become born again and justified in the eyes of God through faith in that, but now the rest of my life I will live in bondage under the bondage of law because I believe and teach now that I, I'm really not fully saved unless I'm water baptized. See, if you're trying to qualify through your own works, your salvation, other than 
Jesus' work qualifying you alone, then you're going to be under law the rest of your life. And under law, you can't bear fruit. Under law, you can't be sanctified. Under law, you can't grow. Under law is a curse. And it's a horrible, continual uh, list of things I could say about being under law. So you need to understand that. So, if the Spirit of Christ that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, and you and when you study this out, it's really more so since the Spirit of Him dwells in us. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, since He does dwell in us, because He does if we're believers upon Christ and His work for us, for our complete salvation, not His work and. The and is a heart telling God that wasn't enough. His work wasn't enough. Oh, God forbid we live any longer with the ands and the buts because they say to God from our heart, the work of Christ was not enough. Be careful with that, my friends. Don't let family lead you to hell. Don't let good friends lead you to hell because it really, they'll never be able to be blamed. And, I, and I've been saying that a lot lately. They will never be able to be blamed. No one will be able to be blamed, although they pay, played a part in your destruction, but you were the one, I was the one, we were the ones who gave ourselves over to that which is false instead of just believing the Word of God. In its proper context, righteousness. See, if you learn these things along the way, you will be so blessed and so helped. And, and see, really, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible is very clear and, 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 and uh, simple in this, that the, the gifts, uh, the fivefold ministry, are to help people be equipped for the work of the ministry, to grow in the unity of the faith, listen, and to keep from being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that blows through the church. And if you're teaching, preaching God's word in its righteous context, that means Jesus and what he did at Calvary is the righteous work, only righteous work God has ordained, God has accepted, and God will work through and reveal himself through. Then you my friend, are on track. Outside of that, out of order, out of the will of God, fake it, make believe, religious, legality, all the horrible lists that goes on, but they're all deceitful. They're all deceptive. They make us think we're really doing something. You better always have Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 6 highlighted in your Bible when you think you got it really going on and you feel like you're right in the move of God, you better remember the church in Sardis where Jesus told them you have a name that you're alive, but you're dead. Did they have the Spirit of God dwelling in them? This means, yes, they did. They were the church of Sardis. They were the born-again, blood-bought, more than likely spirit-filled church of Sardis. But they moved away, read it, you'll find it, they moved away from that one object of faith God gave them. And when you do that, you die. 
you die. Paul said, I was alive once without the law, but when the, uh, uh, the, the, the what do he say in Romans chapter 8? But when the commandment came, the sin nature revived and I died. Romans 7, 9. When we, when, and, and what he means by when the commandment came is when he turned and began to live according to these fads, these books, or even the law of God thinking that I can, I can bear the fruits of righteousness by my doing, by my working, by my keeping the law. Think about that. You need to really think about that. He says in verse 12, and I want to bring something out today in our half-hour teaching here. Therefore, brethren, can you say brothers? This is not, and he's not talking to just, this doesn't mean Jewish brothers. No. Because he's referring to people that the Spirit of Christ dwells in, okay? And he don't dwell in Jewish folk until they're born again. So Paul is not here talking to just his Jewish counterparts, calling his Jewish uh, people brothers. That's not the case. So you've got to check that off. That's out. Because he's talking to pe he's talking to uh, people. He's writing. First of all, he's writing this letter to the church in Rome, the born again, blood bought, spirit filled church in Rome. That's right. And he's talking. He calls them brothers, talking about Christ in you and all the things that bear witness that he's talking to Christians. And the letter is to Christians. Another reason we know it because non Christians can't understand what is the Word of God. They can't, the natural mind cannot comprehend. Jesus told Nicodemus that you can't enter the kingdom and listen, you can't even see it until you're born again. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Write it down, put it in your notes. Study these things. Let the Lord increase your knowledge and equip you for the work of the ministry and mature you and grow you. Because listen, in the days ahead, folks, you and I are going to need to have Scripture that is sound. Sound doctrine. Because most folks are running off with every fad that comes through the church. I speak from experience. I've been there. I, listen, there are people still deeper in black darkness today. People we came out from among 16, 17 years ago, they're still hung up in, in think, they, as far along into the truth as we have grown and become, the, the deeper darkness the other direction they have gone. They will still say the word Jesus. They'll still admit the cross if they have to admit it, but that's not what they want to hear. That's not the desire of their heart. Their hearts are not after uh, 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 righteousness and holiness. They're, they're not hungering and thirsting after righteousness. They're, they're hungering and thirsting after fleshly, right now, blessings. And you get around them, that's all they're going to talk about. They're not even going to talk about the Lord unless they're talking about material, temporal blessings. That's it. They're not going to talk about Scripture and, and how you grow and, and how you overcome because uh, they just don't see the need for that anymore. They, 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 they don't even know the possibility of sanctification exists, most of them. But thanks be to God for the few who do. And they're taking the, the opportunity God gives through social media, such as these half-hour sessions twice a week and our teaching on Jude every Friday morning at 9 a.m. And, and just everything we do is about Scripture 
as it relates to the one who said the scriptures are about him in John 5, 39. In Luke 24, 44 through 46, Jesus said the scriptures are about him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is the living word. And if the, listen, the Holy Spirit, he's, he's, he's only, he ain't all about you. He's all about Jesus. And he wants to reveal Jesus to you, impart the truth of Jesus to you so that you can walk in the, in, in the footsteps of truth, but you have to be able to hear the voice of truth. Yes, God's word is truth, but only as it is in the context of righteousness. Uh -huh. Now, don't shake your head at me. Well, now, brother, I don't know about all that. Well, get your pen and get ready to write this down. I'm not going to give you things that won't help you. I'm going to give you things, and I pray the Holy Spirit impart it into your heart like a, a chunk of concrete that just helps you be more uh, uh, firm and assured about what you have. Proverbs 12, 17 says, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Is that what you're after? Is that what you're after? After God has saved you and made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 tells you that. Romans chapter 6, verses 17 and 18. The Bible there, Paul tells us that we've become servants of righteousness. It's the only way you can serve God. You need to hear that today. The only way you can serve God is by serving Righteousness, And the only way you can serve righteousness is if your faith is still in that, exclusively in that, which made you a servant of righteousness. That being the work of Christ at Calvary. Somebody said, Amen. Glory to God. I'm glad I know that today. And the only way that we can bear the fruits of His righteousness is if our faith remains in the cross of Christ, the work He did there. So He that speaks truth shows forth that righteousness. Remember, all the words of my mouth, God said, are in righteousness. Well, his word is truth. Jesus said that. Lord, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Hallelujah. But when we take God's word and we do not point, it to, point you to Calvary using God's word, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's us. When we use God's word to point you anywhere other than the cross of Christ, that means to where he shed his blood, the word remains in its legal, the law of the letter. It cannot become the spirit of the letter until it's seen through the blood. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not talking about through your born-again experience and then after that. No, I'm talking about every word, every time you get in the Bible must be seen. Whatever you're studying must be in the context of Jesus, who is our righteousness, and what he did at Calvary to become that righteousness unto us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, it don't get no better than knowing this right here because once you find where God works, hallelujah, where he has made it a legal work and refuses to work outside of the legality, that narrow way called Jesus Christ and him crucified, when you find this, my friend, you're talking about an experience of liberty and freedom and joy that you have not known as you grow in this and you learn about being sanctified. Oh, what a treasure we have in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. He says here now in verse uh, 12, Therefore, brethren, Christian brothers and sisters, 
We don't owe the flesh anything. He says we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. We're not debtors to the... We don't owe the flesh anything. We don't owe the flesh anything. I hope you understand that. We, we're, we don't have a debt to pay. Jesus, when you back up and you read earlier on in this chapter, look in verse 3, what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. The, the sinful flesh has been condemned. I don't owe it anything. Do you hear me? We don't owe the flesh anything. We don't owe the flesh of others anything. We don't owe, owe our flesh nothing. Jesus paid the price. Hallelujah. And, and, I, and I'm thankful for that, but I want to show you this. There's three phrases you need to get familiar with in this eighth chapter of Romans. That's in the Spirit, that's after the Spirit, and that's through the Spirit. Watch this now in verse 13. We're moving a little fast today, but that's okay. For if you live after the flesh, you can, as a Christian, 99% are today. How do you know, preacher? Well, how could you say, aren't you being a little judgmental, preacher? Here's how I know. If somebody, anybody's faith is not in the cross of Christ alone, they're walking after the flesh. That means they're trusting in something they're doing instead of exclusively what Christ did. See, to walk after the Spirit means the, to follow the leading of the Spirit who leads us in all truth and shows forth when you're led, listen, when you're led by the Spirit of truth, it's because you're hearing the Spirit of truth, revealing the truth, and he that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Write it down, Romans 12, 17. If you're hearing truth, you're seeing the righteousness of Christ. Hallelujah. And those who, those who God shows this wonderful mystery, this wonderful secret to the church, those who, who he shows this to are those who are broken and know they, they, they want to be like Christ. That's their goal, not to be rich like everybody in the neighborhood. Their goal is to be like Christ, to, to hunger after righteousness and holiness, true holiness. When that becomes the desire in your heart, then you're going to be so thrilled with this truth. Hallelujah. You're going to be so thrilled that the Holy Spirit is now revealing to you the way to live in victory. Glory to God. Oh, how exciting this is. And, and, and you need to understand these, these phrases. In the Spirit, after the Spirit, through the Spirit. And when, and when the Holy Spirit if he's able to lead you, he does, and let me say this, I'm, I'm, I'm serious today, I'm not being ugly either. 99% of the church, they think they're being led of the Spirit, but if their faith is not in the cross, they're not being led of the Spirit. To be led of the Spirit is to follow after the Spirit. And the, and the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, only leads us in Christ. That's triumph. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. You know what this means? Write it down. Go look at it. He only leads us in truth. 
He won't lead you in anything else. And, we, and He can't lead you in truth until He's speaking it to you, trying to teach it to you. When you hear it and you believe it, that is how He leads you along and grows you in truth. By revealing, by speaking it to you, revealing it to you, and that's giving you the knowledge you need, and when you believe it, accept it in your heart, then He begins to impart and grow you. That's grace. This is the growing in knowledge and grace, biblical, only biblical context. He speaks truth to you, and when you see the righteousness of Christ, He is attempting to portray to you by Romans 10 and 10, even after 30 years of being a Christian, you believe from the heart again the truth He's revealing to you unto righteousness, not to obtaining the status again, but to now bearing forth its fruit. See, that's all, the only process that exists. Righteousness outside of hearing truth and believing truth is no believing with the heart under righteousness so that you and I as children of God can bear forth the fruits of righteousness. Are you hungering and thirsting after righteousness today? Really? Are we really? Is that what we're after? We want to be Christ-like? You're listening to me. You're a Christian. You're a child of God. And you want to be like Christ. You want to be a greater witness unto Him. Well, you're going to have to start hearing the truth. I didn't say... Going to church every time the doors are open, although you need to, but you better be careful with that because if they're not preaching the truth of Christ and Him crucified, you're not going to hear what you need. Remember, Proverbs twelve seventeen: He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. See, there's contrary things in that one verse. This is how we know it's the Holy Spirit teaching us because it's truth that's showing us the righteousness of Christ. Oh, this is good today. This is how we know the preachers who are of God, preachers of righteousness, are not. They're using God's words that are truth and every one of them in righteousness. And that means they're all pointed to the one who is our righteousness and what he did to become that righteousness to us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 he that knew no sin became our sin offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hear me. This is how we know when we're being led and taught by the Holy Spirit. It's also how we know when some spirit's trying to use the Word of God out of its context to tell me I have to do something to be righteous instead of pointing to Christ who is my righteousness and His work of righteousness is all I need to trust in. Yes, I will move being led of the Spirit into the works that are all in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2 and 10. But this is also how we know the preachers who are, are God sent to help us. Many are hearing this truth today, and yet they're rejecting to move into the teaching of it, and here's why. Because the true ministers of the gospel are not in an attempt to control the people. They are ministering the message that gives the, the, the Holy Spirit the right to take over. Oh, they'll get up and cry tears and, Oh, Holy Spirit, take over and Holy Spirit, have your way. But if our faith is not in the cross alone, He's not in control of our lives, we are. 
even if it's a deceptive, deceitful way. Remember, he that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness, deceit. That means we're using God's word in a deceitful way. I don't care who we are if it's not showing the righteousness of God. Oh, this has been good today. It will get better as we go because the Lord is faithful to bless us and to give us the daily bread we need, the strength, the encouragement, the edification, the wisdom we need to run this race one more day. We're praying for you, and I pray that you're praying for us and I, and, I, and I pray that you would help us financially. God, lay that on your heart. You can text your offering to 903-231-5950. Let me ask you before we go, are you actually sowing financially into a ministry that's preaching the truth that reveals God's righteousness? I pray that if you're not, you'll begin today. And if you are, I just pray for that ministry that it would grow just in an abundant manner, no matter where it is or who it is. Praise God. Well, uh, we will begin uh, uh, next time. I don't think it's going to be this Thursday morning because I'm going to see Andrew and take him a few things this week in Baton Rouge and in Bible College. So uh, pray for me. God bless you. We love you. And I'll see you Friday morning uh, as our teaching on the book of Jude continues. And until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.